Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're having an incredible week, whether that is a productive one or a super chilled out one. I hope you're just having a lovely week in general. So for this episode, I wanted to talk about how we can romanticise our lives and why it can be life-changing to add a little bit of romanticisation. And then I've asked for your guys' submissions of how you romanticise your own lives so we can all take a few little bits of ideas and inspo from each other and just in general make our lives so much more vibrant. And you can ask anyone, family, friends, I romanticise the shit out of everything. (laughs) I could be driving in the rain and I'm just listening to sad music, imagine I'm in a video or I just romanticise absolutely everything in my life so I just love this topic and I can't wait to talk about it. And I know some of you might have seen the recent trend, well recent I think it was like a couple of months ago now on TikTok but it was an audio saying something along the lines of you have to stop romanticising your life, you need to think of yourself as the main character. And then there'd be a montage of videos of someone like drinking their matcha, doing yoga, working out. And I loved watching these videos because I just love the trend in general. To me, romanticising your life is just, I don't know, I love it. (laughs) But to me, I think romanticising your life is all about being in the present moment and where your feet are. So not thinking about the past, the future, or worrying about what's going on later on in the day. It's about bringing yourself to the moment and where your feet are right now and finding little snippets of joy within that moment. So when I say being where your feet are, I mean being present in where you're planted right now. So that could be in bed or on the bus, work, focus on where you are right now rather than allowing your mind to constantly drift off into the future or the past live in this moment right now as much as you can and this is what I love about all of these activities that romanticize your life they bring you back to the present moment and I remember because when I was planning out this podcast (laughs) I was thinking of did I romanticize my life when I was younger and I remember I think I was about 15 and I'd be washing the dishes which we can all agree is such a mundane task that no 15 year old wants to spend their time doing So I would spend this time romanticising my life by pretending that the dishes that I was washing in my parents' house was actually my very own house and I was doing it for my kids. In my head, I'd just pretend that it was my house and pretend I was an adult just to add that little bit of excitement to such a mundane task. And that's what it is. It's the mundane task that you do every single day. You're just adding a little bit of excitement and joy to them by romanticising it in your mind and just being in the present moment. And if you think about it, we are all the main characters in our own lives, our own films and our own stories. And we can edit and add in whatever we want, whenever we want. And I don't mean this in a, I'm the main character and everyone else, everyone that I meet is just a supporting act in my story. No, we all play the main character in each of our own lives. So just like you're the main character in your own life, Your brother is the main character in his life. Your best friend is the main character in her life. And we all have control of our own choices and how we view these small mundane tasks throughout our day. And when I think about it, I realise that romanticising our lives, I think it adds like a childlike outlook on our lives, encapsulating that true essence of playfulness, enjoyment and exploration. 
And I believe that the truest version of us is our childhood self. But what happens is, as we grow up, we have so many more responsibilities and we're sort of told these moulds that we need to fit and what we should be doing as an adult, that we grow up. So we don't really have the time for the things that we used to love doing as kids. Or maybe we want to do the things that we love doing as kids, but we feel like we might be judged for them now as an adult. I know for me that romanticising my life involves me rediscovering hobbies that I loved as a kid. So I've been getting into painting, working with the ceramics, swimming, exploring, journaling. And when I began all these hobbies again, I had the biggest realisation that finding yourself is actually the process of returning to the child version of yourself. And like I said, that version of you is the truest version of you. So if you're, if you're wanting to go on a journey of quote unquote finding yourself, I think, I think the key could be going back and looking at what you love to do as a child. Maybe try it out because it might resonate with you. I know it did with me. But the childhood version of you is the version that is all things light, love and full of playfulness and not caring what anyone else thinks of you. The truest version of you isn't the serious adult that you are now that worries about the future, constantly scrolling on your phone all day, caring what other people are doing and what everyone thinks of you. So when you begin this journey of romanticising your life, I want you to get in touch with your inner child and rediscover the hobbies and the activities that you once loved. We've got one life, so why not view all of the things that others, others might view as mundane with rose-tinted glasses and romanticise the hell out of everything and make the best of your day? Literally, what do you have to lose by making the best of your day and viewing everything you do in such a romantic and rose-tinted way? You've got nothing to lose. So I asked over on my Instagram stories, at innerworkscoach, if you want to follow me, of different ways that you guys romanticise your lives and I thought I would share some of your submissions. So if you're someone that's not feeling great right now or maybe you're in a rut, you can take a little bit of inspiration from this list and just incorporate a few little bits and bobs into your life and see how you go. So we've got family games night, read a book by candlelight snuggled up to a blanket, have a candlelit dinner to classical music, wow, dress in a way that matches my emotions, I feel like I do that sometimes with the colour yellow, like when I'm feeling super happy, I want to gravitate towards pink or yellow, I just, they're just such happy colours, we've got go on a hike, filling my room with my favourite scents, Sleeping directly under my window so that I, can that I can feel the fresh air on my face all night long. Social media free Sundays. Breakfast in bed. Breakfast in bed is such a simple one that doesn't take that much more time or money. But it's about making the simple things like a nice special ritual. So instead of enjoying like a bowl of cereal in front of the TV, you can make a hearty breakfast and just take that extra time to bring it up to your room and enjoy it in bed maybe listening to some of your favourite music. And how much better would that set the tone for your day than just eating cereal in front of the TV? We've got um, meditating under the sun and feeling the warmth on my face. Scrapbooking. 
Finding a quote to live by every day and let it set the theme for my day. I love that. Painting ceramics, painting. Oh, what I tried the other day was I tried to create my own sip and paint night. So I do some painting and just have a few glasses of wine whilst I was doing it. And honestly, amazing. I really recommend like, you know, if you're bored and you want to do something with your friends or your family, invite them round and do a paint and sip night. I think it's called. I know it's really big in like America and Australia, but in the UK, we don't really hear much about it. But yeah, you could invite your friends around, get some cheese, wine and have a sip and paint night. We've got sketching, baking for loved ones, daily journaling, enjoying a hot drink in silence, a family breakfast. How lovely. So this one, I just think to myself, you're romanticising your life, but you're also romanticising and bettering the life of your family in such a small way without without them even realising. Like, you're getting the whole family together for a nice breakfast to enjoy together. I love that. Rose petal bubble bath, dancing in my bedroom, smiling at strangers, going to art galleries, shower or bath with candles. Some of these are just so simple, but but I know that they'd make me feel so much better about the basic tasks that I'm doing. Thrifting, listening to podcasts, painting a tote bag, knitting, crocheting, wild swimming, paddleboarding, and creating a playlist to match my mood. Wow, I love all of those. So yeah, just listen back to that list and whatever sparks a little bit of inspiration or joy in you, just try it out and incorporate it into your week. And when I look at some of your submissions, I think that the key with romanticising your life and living more in the present moment is by simply creating more than you consume. And I think that when I see all of your creative hobbies like crocheting, knitting, um, painting, so it's all about creating more than we consume. And what I mean by this is spending more time in your creative energy, spending time doing things such as the painting, the photography, drawing, or even creating a business, then you spend time consuming the content of others. And that's through like social media, like TikTok, Instagram. Because I feel like as a society, especially as young people, we spend so much of our time on our phones seeing what other people are doing constantly. And it's just not normal. Like in human nature, we're not meant to have such a wide awareness of what everyone else is doing constantly. Like it's just not healthy. So what I did for the last few weeks, I challenged myself to delete all of my social media apps, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. And honestly, I've had so many huge realisations that just personal realisations of what leads me to just go on these apps when I don't need to. And a lot of the time when I'm scrolling on social media, I think I'm just doing it to procrastinate. I don't really care about the things that I'm seeing on Facebook of people I've not seen in years or people on TikTok. I don't really care about what I'm seeing. I just do it out of boredom and to procrastinate. So it's just endless scrolling out of boredom. And each post, particularly with TikTok videos, because they're so short and instant, it provides that hit of dopamine. And when you get that hit of dopamine, you just want more and more. And that's how TikTok has become extremely addictive. Like when I talk to my friends, they say TikTok is the most addictive app of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything. And it's because of those short, sharp dopamine hits. And 
TikTok knows what it's doing, especially that algorithm. It really picks up what you love to watch and it gets you, it hooks you in. So we're addicted to these platforms that more often than not, we're not re- they're not really providing any true value to our lives. They're just a way of procrastinating and keeping ourselves busy. So since I had deleted these social media apps, I found I had so much more time to kill, which is when I started all of these new hobbies that I've mentioned. So when I'm not working, I've spent my spare time reading, listening to podcasts, meditating, and just creating whatever I want to create, mainly painting and painting ceramics. And honestly, it has made me fall in love with my life so much more. And I can't explain how much happier I feel. It feels as though I really am the main character in my own life, which I am, rather than spending my life on social media and watching other people live their own lives. And I know that we all feel like this from time to time, like maybe when we've got a weekend and we're not really doing much and we go on Instagram and we're watching everyone else live their own lives. We don't feel like the main character when we're doing that. But getting rid of that social media element and just focusing on your own life and what you can do to better your own life, it changes things so much more. And our phones take us out of that present moment because whilst we're physically holding that phone in front of us, we're not focused on anything else around us. We're not hearing the birds tweeting or the nice breeze coming in. So if we're just focused on that phone in front of us, how can we be in the present moment? And I think life is just too short not to be in the moment that we're in right now. And going back to the conversation about creative hobbies, even if you're not incredible at whatever you're wanting to create, just do it anyway. I am not a great painter at all. Like, I'm awful, to be honest. But I still do it just because I absolutely love it. And it allows my mind to just shut off for a little while and get into that creative flow. Also, if it is painting that you're wanting to try out and you're worried that you're not going to be great at it, there are so many relaxing tutorials on YouTube of like sunsets and things like that that you can just follow along with with a glass of wine. But I found that when you are in that creative flow and you're painting whatever comes to mind, it's allowing, this This does sound a bit out there and woo-woo, but when you're in creative flow, whether you're building a business, you're painting, you're brainstorming ideas, it's allowing that energy of universal intelligence to better connect with you because your mind isn't chattering away about 101 things at once. You're just allowing that direct flow of creative energy that comes from universal intelligence. And to be honest with you, I get all of my best ideas when my mind is quiet and turned off and in that creative flow. Like I get so many I could be going back to washing the dishes, I could be washing the dishes or painting and my mind is so quiet and that is when the best ideas, whether it's business ideas or whatever, that is when the best ideas come to mind, not when I'm frantically thinking like, oh I need an idea for this, I need an idea for that, it doesn't work like that, you'll notice the best ideas come to you when your mind is quiet. So from this podcast episode, I want to set you a little bit of a challenge to start romanticising your own life. I want you to pick out some little moments or routines throughout your day for you to begin romanticising. So maybe it's trying a new hobby or rediscovering a childhood hobby. I want you to make a list of all these little pockets of presence and joy that you want to add into your day. And I want you to start scheduling them into your week, into your day. So this could look something like Monday, 
have a walk around the neighbourhood listening to a podcast. Um, Tuesday, have a candlelit dinner alone. Wednesday, have breakfast in bed. And so on. Even if it's just one thing a week, it's better than where we're at right now, just dragging ourselves through a mundane day, constantly on our phones, looking at what everyone else is doing. And we're not focusing on our own lives and making ourselves the main character. So give this a go. And I want you to keep me updated of how you're finding this and actually tell me like what you're doing, like what hobbies, what hobbies are you rediscovering? What's your morning routine looking like now? You can change yourself and your daily habits and routines at any point in your life. And change is a choice that you can make at any point. So change the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis or change how you look at them. So that is everything for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I really hope you've enjoyed this topic. I love talking about it. It was something a little bit different for me, but it's something that I love talking about. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have an incredible day and rest of the week. And I will be back again with another episode next week.